You're listening to Two Oceans Vibe Radio, and this is Nadia Hearn with On the Flip Side, your weekly PR and marketing talk show aimed at small business and entrepreneurs in South Africa. Today we have a special guest and um, some remarkable work that it's due to be celebrated currently in our lockdown. We also get to talk about some good work and news. And we're speaking to Michelle Chetty. She is Unilever Africa's HR Vice President. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Nadia. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually really well. The sun is shining and get to work from my the comfort of my own home and be with my loved ones at the same time. So I actually have no complaints for now. How are you doing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I also have um, a lovely setup at home and um, yeah, getting really comfortable and enjoying working from home. Um, every day I've been doing so for the last two weeks now. Right, so yeah, we're also all settled in. And uh, Michelle and myself were just chatting actually about um, how the momentum has really actually moved forward, which I think is quite a positive thing. Um, and definitely one of the things that I'm driving with some of the messages I'd like to send to your listeners is just to keep the momentum going. With whatever you do is just don't shut down, we're just on lockdown. <laughs> so today, uh, Michelle, I'd love to speak to you about such an ambitious goal that was set by Unilever South Africa and the fact that you guys actually um, had a 50-50 gender balance target for management and that you've reached that and I think that is phenomenal. Um, we've many times spoken on this show specifically about some of the statistics around women in management in South Africa and I'm really pleased to hear all about um, perhaps we can just take a quick little pause for the listeners um, that may want to know a little bit more about you as the HR Vice President for Unilever Africa, who Unilever is, for maybe those of you that want to hear a little bit more about that, um, even though I'm sure you are familiar. And then we can get talking about um, the strategy you guys have set to reach a 50-50% gender balance target for management at Unilever. Yeah, well, uh, thank you, Nadia. And uh, let me say, working from home um, has some other dynamics. Um, you might hear my dogs barking as we go through this. Um, but we've, had, we've heard it all already. That <laughs> was some other guests. So. <laughs> yeah, so um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name's uh, Michelle, as Nadia mentions. I've been with Unilever for 21 years now. And um, I have the great privilege of heading up human resources for our Africa business. I'm very proudly African um, and I often talk about, um, rather than having a long job title, um, talking about being the people escalator because um, when I refer to myself that way, then I think about uh, our entire workforce and uh, what am I doing to really uh, empower, um, develop and really get the best uh, out of the potential of all of our people. Uh, and at Unilever, we talk a lot about purpose, and um, my purpose is really um, around helping um, African leaders for Africa. So, um, a little bit about Unilever um, we're a fast moving consumer goods company. Uh, we operate in 194 countries across the world, 
Um, and many of our products that you may recognize, um, Robertson's, Knorr, Dove, uh, Omo, Sunlight, um, I could go on and on, um, but uh, I'm almost certain um, that all the listeners that have at least one Unilever product uh, in their home today. Absolutely. Um, and just one of those really essentials, um, as we were mentioning earlier, um, in yeah. terms of hygiene and personal care. And I think you guys also have such a beautiful um, brand story. I've also listened to some of that in terms of your founders originally. Um, mm -hmm. So, no, not wanting to get into that, um, but uh, for anybody that is listening, um, do uh, do have a listen to the, the the brand story and the founder story of Unilever and how it all started. Um, it's a really really cool. Um, it's a really lovely local um, story as well. So I want to want to um, speak to you about the strategy you guys have um, put in place to get the 50-50 um, gender balance targets for management and what made you guys decide to go for this? Yeah, um, Nadia, let me tell you in South Africa we've actually been gender balanced at management for the last five years which is really something spectacular and every time um, that I do um, talk at conferences and so forth, people are always wowed by that achievement and more importantly, sustaining that achievement. Uh, but what I'm really proud about is that globally, um, now Unilever uh, can claim that we are gender balanced at management. And just to put that into perspective, um, that's 1,200 um, of our female um, leaders um, at management. Um, so that gives you a perspective that we are now globally gender balanced and really our CEO um, has, has driven and led for this. And we were meant to hit this target by the end of 2020, but because of the focus, um, because people could see um, the benefits of um, being inclusive and being representative, uh, we've been able to put all of our efforts behind it and reach that target um, this year already. So um, a huge achievement and we were recently recognized um, by the Global Catalyst um, business. Um, they're a global nonprofit and we won the Catalyst Award, um, received that also um, last month. So really, really proud of the work that we've done. She's phenomenal. Um... And I hope that this will be inspiring to other organizations, large and medium organizations in South Africa. This is a fundamental um, agenda point. And I would really like to see, um, even amongst uh, you know everything that is happening, that people do actually put that on their agenda for 2020. Um, could I maybe ask, um, just you know, in, as we wrap up, if you could let us know more about you know your journey in terms of how you achieved that. But if you could mm -hmm. give us at least three lessons um, or tips for other businesses mm -hmm. that would like to do the same and how they can go about starting. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing that I think we recognized is that um, our business depends on us being inclusive and balanced from a gender point of view. Um, you know, we serve um, so many consumers, 2.5 billion people consume our products uh, across the continent. And if you think of it that way, um, at least half of them are female. 
right? Mm -hmm. So if we serve our consumers and we want to meet the needs of our consumers, um, then we need to understand that in our organization, when we develop our brands or our ideas or our strategies, um, we need to be representative of women and society. So that was the real business case behind this. Um, and of course, you know, that level of inclusion and diversity in the workplace just brings a richness um, in terms of thought leadership, in terms of um, generating ideas, in terms of the networks we develop or the way we see things. Um, so we approach it very much from a business lens. Um, and then, you know, obviously to execute this requires quite a bit of discipline. Um, and it required a lot of um, training, awareness, and discussion around perhaps some of the unconscious biases that do exist around gender. So it wasn't just a case of a tick box exercise and meeting the numbers. Um, and hiring more females, but it was a case of actually creating an environment that is inclusive, uh, accommodating women in the workplace who might have circumstances um, like um, childcare and so forth, and, and being respectful of that. So things like adjusting meeting times to accommodate a, co a colleague um, is really important. Um, and we instituted um, balanced slates. So every time we had a management opportunity, uh, we would insist on a balanced slate of candidates. That means if you had four candidates, at least two had to be women, right? Um, because we did close the gap uh, in terms of bringing more women in. Um, what that created, it created visibility of the talent pool that we had, both internally and externally. So even if somebody didn't get that particular opportunity, it allowed us to stay in touch with the candidate. It allowed us to explore opportunities further. It allowed us to... Um, ensure development assignments were available um, for our female colleagues um, so that they could be um, guaranteed a position uh, into the future. And I think the other thing that we um, really saw coming through in, in achieving this objective was really, really strong and powerful leadership. And that includes leadership at the very, very top of Unilever. As I said, our CEO, Alan Joe, really, really um, drove for this. And um, it wasn't only leaders who were female who were driving for this, it was leaders who were male who were driving for this and benefit in having this level of representation and inclusion. Um, so I think leadership is a really, really important aspect of getting to this point. The other thing that I would say is that our brands, as I say, talks to um, women. We partnered with a number of organizations, for example, um, we joined the Unstereotype Alliance, um, which is driven by the UN Women Organization. Um, and their aim is really to say um, organizations like ourselves that are brand driven need to be very mindful and conscious of the advertising and the media that we put forward and whether we are in fact um, un, um, uh, creating the stereotypes that exist for women. So we joined this Unstereotype Network um, which brought a consciousness about everything that we do and put out uh, in the media around our brands. Um, and I think that was really powerful. For example, the Dove Show Us campaign, where we're saying to women don't have to look a particular way, um, that everyone um, in the way they present themselves is unique and precious. And um, we started taking quite a stance also um, with some of our brands. You might have noticed the Joko campaign 
uh, around in domestic silence, um, which is really quite bold. Um, but again, in a partnership with Power, we are saying that when you buy um, Joko, you're actually buying support uh, for networks like Power so that women who are exposed to domestic um, violence can be aided through this. So I think it's not just in the organization and developing women within your network or within the employee base, but it's everything in society and in your work and in the brands that you do. Um, and it must be authentic. It must be something that you buy into and you lead for. Absolutely. I think that it needs to um, become part of the culture of the organization and, and, and kind of be communicated um, to the entire organization in terms of why those are goals um, from a management perspective so that there's buy-in all around and often we, we don't see enough of that. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, Michelle. We, and just in wrapping Absolutely. Just in wrapping up, uh, I just want to, uh, we've run out of time, just thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and once again, just um, a big congratulations for the work that you guys have invested um, yourselves in. And I'm hoping that more of this will be done and that we will really see organizations um, rising up and, and putting this on their agenda. Would you perhaps um, share some contact information, maybe um, social media pages for some of the listeners that would like to follow yourself or the organization on this topic? Um, so I think you, the, the best place to go is our, our website, www.unilever.com. Um, and you'll see a lot of content there on our, um, on our brands, but also you will have a link to our careers website. Um, and then um, you can just follow me on LinkedIn mostly is where um, I'm active and um, you can just search under Michelle Chetty. Fantastic. Thank you once again, Michelle, for taking the time out of your busy schedule, as I know things are running full steam still on your side. Um, with all the lockdown changes, please keep well, keep safe, keep healthy, and hopefully we'll have you back on the flip side soon. Thank you, Nadia. Cheers. Bye.